0: and the memories that incorporate you know lots of laughs, good times, food, wine, friends. It's amazing when you have a restaurant like we do and you've got, you know, four different tables in the restaurant but they all know each other.
1: Opening a restaurant is exciting. Running a restaurant is well, it's all kinds of things. Exciting, it's a grind, it's satisfying, sometimes stressful. But what about closing a restaurant? And especially closing it on your own terms. Today we are heading to Sydney. Our guest is Nina Aladanes, the owner of One Penny Red, a beloved restaurant in Sydney's Summer Hill. Nina, welcome to Daddy Linen. Thank you very much for having me, Danny. It's great to have you on the show. i have been wanting to do that for quite a while. So thank you for giving us time and and sharing, uh, sharing your story today. Um, for people who haven't had the pleasure of dining at One Penny Red, let's start there. Tell us about the restaurant and its place in the community.
0: Well, One Penny Red was a long-time idea from when I ran a cafe actually across the road. Uh, And the cafe incidentally, I ran for about 10 years and I would look out across the coffee machine to this beautiful old post office. And it was a bicycle distribute or the office of a bicycle distributor. And this gentleman used to come into the restaurant, uh, sorry, to the cafe all the time for his morning coffee. And so, you know, from just these chats, you know, we would have, I'd look at the building And lo and behold, you know, he retired. And I think it was about eight years later, um, I went in with him and we renovated the building to become a restaurant and a bar upstairs. And that was about 10 years ago now.
1: And tell us about the the type of restaurant it is and, and the place that it found in the community. The
0: type of restaurant. So, look, people sort of say, "What food do you do?" So, it's it's modern Australian food. It's contemporary. It does have a Mediterranean influence in there. But being in Australia, you just draw on the beautiful fresh produce that we have. The our chef and business partner RJ and David who. Um, did the wine list and ran the floor. Together we we just had this idea that we wanted this fantastic neighbourhood restaurant that just delivered am- amazing food, amazing wine that, you know, people, not only the community would come to but also people far and wide would, would, you know, would pop in maybe, you know, for a special occasion, maybe just on the way home heading up to the bar. So we, we never wanted to be sort of this fine dining established, but we wanted to offer quality at great value and just to I mean I'd been part of the community for so long with two previous businesses. And so and I always loved that feeling and I always loved getting to know the customers and celebrating with them whatever occasion it may be. And just, you know, doing I suppose just hosting, hosting friends and family.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And so, tell us, bring us up to date. Tell us uh, about the decision you've made recently, and and how that came to be. We,
0: we um, we ha- we were going to renew our lease at the end of the year, and we had every intention of doing that. And i I'd, e- I'd sent an email to the landlord to say. Okay, look, yes, it's been a, you know, bumpy ride for the past few years, but 2024 is looking amazing. You know, where there's a dip, there's a, you know, where there's a dip, it always comes back up the other side. So, yep, let's take up the next option and off we go. And then, so I sent that off off in an email and then I called him a little later and I said, you know, so yeah, it's been tough, but you know, we're good. 2024 is, you know, we're really looking forward to it. Um, And then he said that he was going to sell the building in early 24. And I was, I'm not often stopped in my tracks and I just, I said, I just didn't expect you to say that. So very quickly after he said he was looking at selling the building, I just, my brain just went very, very quickly to, you know what, I think, I think we might be done too. You know, it's been amazing. It's been 10 years. Now, this is a huge amount of time in hospitality, in a restaurant, in the suburbs, and I just felt it was the right decision, and the right decision for multiple reasons. You know, it's been 10 years. We, we have young families. Um, working nights does get harder as you get older. And, you know, we still love what we do, but we just saw it as as a great option to wrap it up our way on our terms. And so that was only maybe four or five weeks ago. So we came up with very quickly again, we came up with a plan, okay, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? And we just thought we really need to let people know as quickly as we can. So my our first thought was for all of our staff and our team. And it's like, okay, well, we've got to tell the team. And so we decided that we'd tell the team on the Tuesday, and then we would have it prepared to go out to the media on the Thursday. So we told the team and, you know, there's a few faces looking at us because we've got people who work with us who are on study visas, other sorts of visas. We have um, a key staff member who's worked with us since day one and others who have worked with us for a really long time. So this is not only is this huge for us, but it's very huge for our staff saying, okay, well, we're wrapping up in four months. And our intent was to To sort of say, okay, but we really want to do the next four months well and with everyone. But we understand everybody needs to process this and come to us and let us know your thoughts and how you're feeling. So this is maybe about two weeks ago now. And then the media went out, and instantly on the Thursday morning, my phone started going bananas. And I was like, okay, right, well, that the article's come out. So I'm hearing from my aunts, from my dad. I'd already told, and my mom, obviously, I told. But then I'm, I'm getting messages from regulars who obviously have my mobile number now because I've known them for years. And there's a lot of broken heart emojis coming through, and a lot of tears in you know emojis with tears. And then I was fielding phone calls, and then the emails started coming, and the bookings. I think it was. The bookings, again, just just went crazy. So, and then the messages on the bookings. So people are leaving us their stories about the important occasion or occasions that they've had with us and what the restaurant has meant to them and it's about the memories we've created for these people. And, yes, it's also about the food and it's the wine, but I'm just getting this sense that it's more than that. It is the community that One Penny Red has built up our place in Summerhill, what we've created, you know, for you know, just, you know, so many people. And yeah, it's been overwhelming and beautiful. And going out on our terms is great, but it's like we've now created this 16 week party that we've already started. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so interesting, Nina. I mean uh- it, it just makes me think, like, you knew you were important to people. You know, you had people with so many regular staff that stick with you. Like, you knew that you were a great little restaurant. But you did you know that there was going to be this outpouring? Did you know that you were really this special to your community? Not, no.
0: not. I mean, no, not at all. Because we're always, you know, we work really hard and, you know, we... You know, we we do lunches, we do dinners, we do events. We're very, very hands-on in the business. And, you know, and we get amazing feedback all the time. And we know people sort of – we have regulars. So, you know, if people keep coming back, you know you're doing the right thing. But, you know, we also have things that go wrong. And so we're always – you know, you're only as good as your last service. So we try – you know, every single service to make it great. And we understand people coming out for their special occasions, you know, it can be a lot of money for, for people. So we we're really aware of that. But the the response to us closing, it's never once made me think, Oh, I want to change my mind. Because as soon as we made the decision, we really I mean I, you know, you feel it that it's right. But this is oh this is an incredible way to go out. And it's not it's not just ten years at One Penny Red. It's also the ten years that I spent at Envy and the six years prior to that at Manor Restaurant. So for me, oh I'm getting a bit emotional. It's like twenty-three years. And I've got customers that come that still come in from Manor back in two thousand. So it's like it is like a farewell, and I can't say I'm retiring because I'm far too young to retire. But it's it's um, yeah, it's it's a, a truly amazing way to to go, and I'm very grateful that people feel this way.
1: Yeah, well, you've you've created a scenario where that, where this they can't help but feel this way. So all credit to you. I mean, hospitality is always urgent. As you say, you're only as good as your last service. Do you think there is another way of doing things so that you can have these reinforcing feelings along the way or do you think it really it could only be this way where you make a big announcement people are forced to consider the place of the restaurant in their lives and then you know the outpouring comes um, comes from them and and you know lands lands with you
0: oh i don't look i don't know i mean i've never sort of closed a restaurant this way i mean i've had other businesses but i've i've always sold them and the process is you sell, you sell, you tell the staff literally the day before. The new owners come in, they work, but you work with them for two weeks and then you're gone. So it's a very traumatic way to exit something that you obviously are attached to and you've built up. Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure... You know, you know. You said before we were expecting it to be this way. Um. You know, I, I just. I mean, we're we're really surprised. But you do know what you're doing when you run a restaurant like this. You do know that you already have an impact on people. But I think this way, people have the opportunity to really tell you, and and they 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 want you to tell you their stories too. And we've always been there to hear people's stories, and we've loved that. That is part of being a neighbourhood restaurant.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. I also find it so interesting that you were getting ready to re-sign the lease and continue, but then, you know, it went another way and you feel so sure about this great departure from the path you thought you were on. How do you mm. make sense of that?
0: Oh, I think you learn because of, you know, the last few years we everybody's had to make some big decisions very quickly. I mean, everything that people were invented with, with COVID, I mean, just look at what we've all done, whether you've had kids at school that they've had to learn differently, you know, no business operated normally during COVID. So we, I think we've become used to to doing these changes and it's always, you know, it's always a little bit scary. You're always like, gosh, are we doing the right thing? You know, I mean, you get comfortable in in what you're doing as well so to take a leap to sort of say well i'm i'm it's i'm not going to do that anymore i'm really going to turn things on the head on their head and and you know and and take a different path but with us deciding to take a different path we're obviously taking many other people on a different path too and that's that's our team and as i said they were our first thought and then after that there was you know, all, all of our regulars and our customers. So they won't be coming for their, you know, their Wednesday night outing, they'll, they'll have to find another another space. So there, there still is hope that when the building is sold, that somebody will come in and c- create another, you know, restaurant or, or bar there. And it will be, obviously it will be different to what we do. Um, and then that's great too, because change is always good can be a little bit frightening and scary, but it's always good. So there is hope that there still will be another
1: neighborhood restaurant at some point next year. And Nina, let's talk about your staff. Um, Are most of them sticking with you for the four month party goodbye? (laughs) Or I mean, uh, you you would understand if they uh, thought they should move to, you know, secure long-term opportunities?
0: Um, Yes, um, I would, 100% I would understand, but so far everybody is still with us. And um, I think we've, you know, we've certainly picked up in covers and so I, perhaps some people have been working a few more hours than normal so they might not have even had time to look at other employment. <laughs> but we're, we're, talk- <laughs> we're talking to them, you know, as we always do and sort of say, how are you going, you, you know. And, and we know that in January when we close, there'll still be a few weeks of tidying up and clearing up to do But, you know, we've also been around the industry for a long time and, you know, we can certainly help people and recommend them to, you know, other friends who have restaurants. So I don't think anybody who's worked at One Penny Red is going to have a problem getting a role anywhere. But we certainly want to do the 16 weeks with the team that we have because they're amazing
1: yeah wonderful and you know you mentioned small children and and that family time that's that's so important but hard to get much of when you're running a busy restaurant but what how do you i mean how have you been managing that juggle um to well and still still are managing until until you sell the restaurant or close the restaurant
0: um well again community um my mum hugely Um, When the kids were little, we had au pairs. So we, up until COVID, we'd had au pairs for, I think, maybe six years. And I mean, gosh, that's that's a whole other podcast about childcare for shift workers um, and the cost of it. And, you know, it's not just hospitality workers, but it's nurses, it's flight attendants, anyone that does shift work. Childcare is so hard. So we we had to opt for an au pair and that was amazing. And it was great for the kids as well. Um, But since COVID, the kids were a little bit older. We just got a bit, we had to be very organized and you know, we'd race home, pick the kids up, do something for dinner and then race back to work. And then mum would stay with the kids and put them to bed. But the kids miss you too. And they need you when they're little. But for me, now that they're getting a little bit older, you know, you've you've got to be around when they want to talk to you, and if you're not here at night, you you miss that. So I'm very aware that my kids are at a certain age. Then that's the two, the two youngest. They're at a certain age that I really want to be available to them for, you know, those those evenings when you know we need to talk about school. We need to do a school project. I mean, we've got a bake sale happening on Friday, and I'm not quite sure at what point i'm going to be able to get those cupcakes done but we'll make it happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness so much making it happen i bet i mean i really relate to that you know you know as i work as a restaurant critic i found the when the kids were really little in in a lot of ways it was easier because they'd be going to bed so early so i just didn't mind handballing to a babysitter for you know that last hour because you'd, you'd been with them you know, for them for their meals, you could get them in their pyjamas, like you could read stories, all that stuff. But I think as they start to go to bed later, you really you really feel like you're really leaving them. Um Well and the
0: conversations that happen from, you know, eight PM to nine PM, they're they're incredible. And if we're at work and as much as I love being at work and you know doing you know seeing all the customers and the beautiful food and the beautiful wine i sort of i'd, I'd like to be available for those conversations because they they're not going to happen in 10 years because yeah. the kids will be grown up and so yes yeah, so you've so that's that's been a big decision for myself and i think for RJ as well he has two very young children um, and as a chef it's so demanding being in the kitchen and we're, we're always on call as well. Like we go on holidays and the phone, you know, we're lucky we'd get away for three hours without the phone going, which you get addicted to as well. <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd be be nice to go away for a couple of weeks and, and you know, not have a, some sort of crisis in terms of a fridge breakdown or a deep fryer blowing up or, you know, the music system on the blink, which, you know, <laughs> Is you know there's always something.
1: Yeah, and what if what if your mum and what if the kids said about your decision? Oh
0: well, just last week, um, Hugo said, "Mum, with every he, he he just said, does this mean you'll be able to spend more time at home, Mum?" Mm. And I just said, "Yes, yes, it does." So, and that that just reaffirms to to us that you know we we're definitely doing the right thing.
1: And what do you think for the future, Nina? What does what will twenty twenty four hold for you? Apart from more mm-hmm. time to make cupcakes and <laughs> oh. have those <laughs> conversations yeah. before bed.
0: Um, look, well, as I said, this has all happened so quickly, so not really sure what twenty twenty four holds. No idea, really. There are. There are no plans apart from the fact that we're we're moving house as well because there's nothing like packing everything into a very short period of time yet. So we do have a, a big uh, renovation to do in 2024. So maybe we'll have more time to do that. But you know, again, we're just we're just really focusing on the next 16 weeks for one penny red and Vernon's Bar and having as much fun as we can and still producing amazing food and, you know, beautiful wines and wine matching. And we've got some amazing events still happening at the restaurant. I mean we've we're certainly not slowing down with it. You know, we've got wine clubs and rage cellars and we've got a few wine dinners on and oh, and then the Christmas bookings have started as well. They started actually about a month ago, people booking up for, you know, their private dining rooms and their Christmas parties. So, you know, we're really in full swing. So, in January, we'll be having just a, a little bit of a holiday to recover, I think. And um, and then we'll, we'll see what unfolds.
1: And, you know, from your perspective and all your experience, Nina, do you, how do you how would you frame a life in hospitality for you know people people that are considering it as a career, wondering how to make it work, um, whether it's possible to have any work life balance? I mean, would you would you do you look back fondly on what you've done, and do you think there are ways of of structuring a life in hospitality that you know are sustaining and healthy and um, offer longevity?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the fact that I've been doing it for 23 years and have had children, multiple businesses, you just have to be flexible, adaptable. You do need support um, and whether it is, and, you know, and some people can't have au pairs because, you know, some people, you know, you, you need to have a house big enough to have an au pair. But you, yeah, you do, you do need support around you to be able to do it. It does get even more tricky when you do have have children. I mean, I suppose I was lucky because I was running my own business so I could take the kids to work. And I remember having Lucy as a baby in one of the baby Bjorns and she would be behind, not on the coffee machine, but behind the cash register when we had the cafe. So owning your own business, you can make it work sometimes a little bit better, um, but you've got to have i mean you do i mean this has been said before a true passion for hospitality and you you feed off the energy you feed off how busy it is so you you can if you want anything to work you can make it work and if you want to be successful any any you have to give it everything and you have to work hard so in a way hospitality is no different to other jobs it just sometimes means different hours but these days a normal job you know you can still go and work all day you come home you do the kids and you still pick up the computer for another or the laptop for another two hours at night this is this is how it works at the moment
1: yeah so interesting um yeah and I think Pretty reinforcing that it's been, yeah. You've just ha- done great things and looked after um, your community in various different ways. So, Nina, what would what would you like your customers to, when they you know look back in a few years and remember One Penny Red? What would you like them to be thinking and feeling?
0: Um, oh, just you know to to
1: remember the the memories
0: that have been created in the walls of this beautiful building that we've had um, and the memories that incorporate, you know, lots of laughs, good times, food, wine, friends. It's amazing when you have a restaurant like we do and you've got, you know, four different tables in the restaurant, but they all know each other and upstairs, so it is a bit of a hub. So just, I think it'll be remembered really fondly. I don't think the story, of the post office is over yet i just think it's going to be something different from next year but we're honored and i'm honored to have been able to you know bring it back to life to being the restaurant and the bar that it has been for the last 10 years and as much as all of you know we've got so many regulars that'll have fond memories of it um you know i will i will too it's been it's been amazing
1: Wow, that's so great! Um, well, congratulations on what you've created for yourselves and for and for Summer Hill, uh, and yeah, also for going out on your own terms, giving people a lead up. Your staff and your customers. Um, I think it's it's a really it's a really wonderful story. As much as you know, you're getting the the crying faces and the broken hearts on the emojis. I'm sure there's um yeah there's a few thumbs ups in a, in amongst oh. it. <laughs>
0: Oh, they are. I mean, people are incredibly happy for us, you know, for, for what we're going, you know, for our next step, whatever it may be. So there's a lot of happiness. But, you know, some people, one regular who lives up the road, she did walk in and she looked at me and she she just said, I'm not talking to you right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but by the, you know, a couple of hours later and she'd had a glass of wine or something to it, she was like, she was, she said, I understand, I get it, but we're just going to miss everything about the place. So, you know, it is, I'm, I'm so excited for the next 16 weeks. I don't know how we'll be on New Year's Eve. I mean, apart from the fact, will be very busy and which will be great, but it will be, I think it'll be smiles all around. We're we're really going out, you know, and it has, we just said on on our terms, but in such a positive way, you know, it's just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, I think it's also great for the community as well. We do get to have this, you know, really wonderful goodbye. Um, for everybody and people are coming in not one last time but two last times doing their Christmas party there and you know it's it's yeah it's it's really really touching and we're very grateful for you know all, all the feedback that we're getting from everybody.
1: Oh well Nina I'm very grateful to you for sharing your story with us today um really appreciate you spending the time with the Dirty Linen crowd um all the best for the next few months.
0: Yes, and if you find yourself up in Sydney,
1: come and <laughs> come and see us. Yeah, I'll, I'll might need to, um, yeah, walk past a million regulars to try to find a table, but I'll see how I go. Thank you. Oh, they're, they're, they'll always they'll always be a spot. Thank you very much, Danny. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Valant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. Hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirty linen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.
0: Peace.